Artifact Production Round Podcast. Round two, fight. Fight, record. I'm not as amused by it as you guys are. <laughs> Trust me, we're not either. I wanted this thing up. I wanted this done last night. Yeah. I wanted this thing in bed. But, you, you know. You gotta wake up, bro. Well, these You're are the sacrifices. Now. You're an adult. Don't sacrifice. I'm about to sacrifice myself so that I can be six feet under and not have to redo podcasts anymore. <laughs> you don't want to talk about Mr. Crisper? No. <laughs> Miles! Don't you want to keep Tim Allen in bed? Okay, we gotta get we gotta get to this. Okay. Yeah, well, you gotta stop drinking energy drinks, dude. That's the only way I stay alive. That's I, why your energy is all <laughs> over the place. Because you're, you're right, yeah. that is why it's all over the place. Chugging these yeah. things that are just barely keeping you up. <laughs> My nervous system is a mess. <laughs> He's half rock star. We yeah. need more rock star. <laughs> half rock star, half corpse. <laughs> Corpse. Oh my goodness. Hello and welcome to the Artifact Production Podcast, a weekly podcast crawling the creation of the crew. Artifact Production's first animated show about a group of unlikely heroes. My name's Joey. I'm Catalina. I'm Miles. The half corpse, half rock star. You're getting the corpse side right now. (laughs) He's the corpse. This is the corpse side. It's like an A side and a B side. What happened is we recorded a really awesome, like 25 minute long podcast last night, and it was great. And then um, I went home and I got ready and I went out to be nighttime miles and date then, miles, date miles. And then uh, on my way to my location, Catalina called me and said, "Hey, we got to re-record the podcast. I screwed up. My voice isn't loud enough." I did not say I screwed up. I was like texting you that I called and I was like, "Miles, we got to do." You're like, "I was in the shower." I'm like, "You don't shower." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the shower, bro. Uh, so if you're interested in uh, our projects about us or anything else that we're doing, you can visit artifactproduction.com. That's A-R-T-E-F-A-C-T production.com. You can check us out on Twitter. That's at artifact underscore media. And on Instagram, SoundCloud, and YouTube, we are artifact production. And on YouTube, a quick note, if you're having trouble finding us, search us by A-R-T-E space F-A-C-T space production and don't forget that we are now available on itunes so you can always download us there and listen to our podcast subscribe subscribe i'm so messed up right now i was about to correct him and say hey we gotta do that again it's f-a-t-c was it whoa yeah that you need a refund on that rock star i'm I'm kind of scrambled up there upstairs today (laughs) my brain's all scrambled miles does it smell like a lunchable meat in here oh man it smells that's another bit from yesterday's podcast (laughs) you missed so uh, no, actually, that part's saved if you want me to enjoy. Oh. I, I can put it in right okay. here. Yeah, or I can put, put it in right now. Okay. okay. I'm not going to let Angie get away with telling me to smell the room. Smell like people Lunchable Meat. People need to know. Lunchable Meat. That's the first thing I do. I come up here like, oh, yeah, this is a construction. Go ahead and smell in that closet because it smells like Lunchable uh, turkey and ham. You said there was a membrane. On, there, was a, there is a membrane on those Lunchable Meats. That's why I never, I never mess with those. I'm not, well, unless if you buy it from Sack and Save, like I did that one time, <sighs> it, was def, it was definitely turned. Did that do something to you? <laughs> yeah, did you ever get one that was bad? That they're it's just hard to tell been, when it's yeah, good and when it's well, bad. I, I've, I've seen friends who've gotten ones that have like some green stuff on it and they throw it out. That's oh, why I never, the, the pizza ones. That's good for you, boy. Yeah, it's good for you. It helps the immune system. Okay. There you go. So, and, and, and you're so, welcome. So that's what happened with the artifact. And they were still on me this morning when I came upstairs to sniff that meat. And I <laughs> There is no meat. I know. That's why it's weird. I'm not going to just smell stuff indiscriminately. You're already smelling it. It's just that you're all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what does that even mean? That's a great noise. 
Yes. So I want to let everybody know that we will be moving the YouTube live stream concept art sessions to bi-weekly. We're keeping that same schedule, but it's going to move to Wednesdays. Uh, it'll still be at 7.30 Central Standard Time. It just worked out for us. A couple of things have moved around, but that will be our firm date. And again, it's going to remain every other week. And then podcast will, of course, be every Tuesday. Yeah, we did it last Wednesday out of necessity because some things got shifted around and we realized it might have worked better than yeah. Thursdays. So we're going to, it's going to stick yeah. to Wednesdays now. And if you show up a little bit early and you get to see our loading screen, we may have a little bit of a surprise. Oh, surprise. There little. definitely is. I know. I yeah. saw it yesterday. We so there is a, a little, surprise. A little tss for you. A little surprise. A little precious or disaster dog is joining us here to lift our spirits since we're having to re-record this podcast. We thought we were done last night. Trying to lift miles of spirits. She's scamping around. She wants loves right now. She's trying to revive the corpse. Clear. Um... Watch this. Clear. <laughs> so yeah, what we're, we're trying to kind of regather our brains from what we talked about last night. Um, what we wanted to touch on was we have like a lot of followers and a lot of people who watch our stuff and engage in our artwork and helping us uh, write and no, we're, dr- write by virtue of drawing. So mm-hmm. we were talking about how important it is to design these characters so that we may write them because in all the concept art live stream sessions. We literally bring to you guys ideas that we have that we need fleshed out visually so that we know how to write them. Like, we ran up against the Dusty and Donnie part in the script, and we were like, we don't know what these characters are or what they look like. We need help designing them so that we know how to better write them. So, we also realized that there's really not a lot of info out there about, um, like, what the story is or explicitly how the characters function and bounce off one another. So, we wanted to kind of touch on that today just to give... For casting and just for general, to give people a better sense of the universe and our main characters, as well as to touch on how deliberate the design choices are, and um, yeah, and then what you can what you can expect from them based on their design choices. That's true, and I was going to say that I think that by when people join us in the live stream, they get a great sense of our uh, humor mm-hmm. and the thought that goes into the the all the work, yeah. the writing and the animation yeah, and the drawing, the creative process, exactly, and. Um, for newcomers, they may not necessarily know that. So, Joey, can you talk a little bit about the crew, the four characters that you initially created and yeah. drew, mm-hmm. and kind of the metamorphosis it's gone through? Because I was saying last night that out of all the characters, Maddie and Jack have stayed probably the closest to their original drawings. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'd say this. Uh, I did create the designs for three of them, and then y'all helped me with the design for Mo. Because um, while we did have an idea for him, it didn't really get fleshed out until y'all helped with it. So I wanted to put that out there first. But um, even from the early drawing sessions, if you go to artifactproduction.com and check out the blog, you can see the old uh, drawing of the crew and how flat and like angular they were. And as we've continued to develop them, they kind of rounded out and became more fleshed out. They look mm-hmm. more finished. And that's mm-hmm. uh, more virtue of the fact, not just the art style, but actually knowing who the characters are and um, really having their personalities a little bit more defined. So if you look at Maddie, Maddie's very placid, very straightforward, but she does have hints of something beneath the surface just by virtue of the fact of the colors that she wears. So <clears throat> all the all the character designs are meant to not com- just convey the surface level uh, personality of the characters, but also the um, 
dichotomy of who they are underneath. And I know that doesn't make sense now, but whenever the crew's all finished, I'm sure you'll be able you'll, to look back on yeah, it and absolutely. it'll make sense. Yeah. Um, so if you look at Dane, Dane looks kind of like a chilled dude who like maybe likes being outside and um, being in nature. He wears a costume. Well, what others would perceive to be a costume, but for him, it is his superhero, like his hero. Exactly. It's his yeah. uniform. But to it's, it's, a, it's silliness. It's silliness versus how um, astutely he wears it is a pretty clear window into <laughs> how earnestly committed he is to wanting to be a part of the team and to be a hero, a even hero. though it's a makeshift armadillo costume yeah mm -hmm. and i mean that's perfect word choice because other people would see it as a costume mm -hmm. like yeah. just a costume but to him it is his unit like it's his yeah. outfit it's his uniform that's his hero persona yeah, it takes pride in it mm -hmm. yeah dane the dillo and yeah armadillo just mm -hmm. in case no one has yeah, figured that out yet dillo yeah is shorthand but he's an armadillo yeah. Dane's a dillo <laughs> Uh, so he does what a Dillo do. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> then there's uh, Jack, who's kind of a um, amalgam of a bunch of different hero homages. But uh, if you look at him, he's a small kid. And it's kind of like um, what kid is meant to lead a hero team like that? And it's the idea of what a, a superhero is supposed to look like, like just a giant mishmash. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, Miles and I were talking about it, and whenever I was explaining my design to him, I was like, yeah, he's got Goku hair. Mm -hmm. Robin Domino mask, kind of. A very similar uh, bottom of the mask to Spider-Man. Well, yeah, even, but it's a brick. It's a brick yeah, pattern. That's why I said similar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is more orange. Yeah, it, it is more <laughs> that is uh, true. scarlet rather than red. And then, um, speaking of scarlet, he also has, this is the deepest cut of it, he has kind of the scarlet spider, Ben Riley blue, kind of hoodie, <laughs> outerwear thing on his torso, if anyone followed Spider-Man comics in the 80s and 90s and had to suffer through the Clone Saga. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and that's, a, that's the thing. It's, so it's the surface level of what a hero should be, but it's also uh, a peek into the fact that anyone who's that abrasive or that loud or angry or obnoxious is usually compensating outwardly for some sort of inward sense of insecurity yeah which absolutely. jack definitely is and you don't we can't tell you explicitly what that is or why that is but that's hopefully something that our writing will convey and that's something that uh that it will, will. Come out. Yeah, it definitely it has to yeah and it'll, it'll come out in the series but yeah it's definitely the 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 slap dash like clashing looks are very much a window into what he feels like inside and we use a word in the script that i think Describes him very well, which is garish. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. He, he only cares about his perception and yeah. being outlandish in a surface level. But it's like, it's looks. like, I've got this, I've got this, I got this. Like, I'm, you know, I'm like the sweater and then the hair and, and the mask and <laughs> yeah. then the, you know, like yeah. all of it. It's just, it's, it's all of the best. I think that he once saw was influenced by and he's like that's me but together it kind of looks like a nightmare <laughs> yeah, yeah and awful. and i would also say that this is his second time mm -hmm. being in a hero team yeah. so this is probably how he wants to lead it or the kind of example he's trying to set yeah, but it's all kind of, of yeah uh -huh. it's all kind of um i don't want to say misguided but it's just doesn't land. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't land. Yeah. And then going from shortest to tallest, we have Mo, who uh, mm -hmm. um, uh, he has, out of everyone, I think the most anime design inspired because um, characters who are drawn for like manga and anime, uh, the, the characters with big eyebrows and huge hair like that and stuff, they are very um, like powerful personalities, very assertive, 
very strong-willed. And I would say that's what Mo is, but uh, he's also wooden. So, like, he's, he's also a giant wooden doll, and he's meant to... It's very interesting because I, I very much think that uh, lots of people are going to like Mo. Oh, like, yeah. I think they're definitely going to like Mo. But, I mean, if you really look at him, there's not a whole lot there to like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We, uh, like uh, Joey said, he was the last one that we had to finalize. And kind of back to what I was saying earlier about how integral the visual look is, we had already started writing the script. We were kind of having issues. And we didn't, I guess we didn't realize in the conscious parts of our brain, but in the subconscious, that there was something still to go with Mo, And we added very specific aspects to his face and to his body, but overall we ended up making him look more unpleasant. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of... Um, yes. Yeah. Just a w- weird, off-putting, kind of very specific, kind of scary, unapproachable look, but one that you want to keep looking at. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I would also say whenever... We were trying to figure out how his eyes move, because if he's, a, he's wooden and looks like a marionette mm. how does his mouth move mm-hmm. how do his eye like his eyebrows move how do we convey emotion especially whenever he's screaming and yelling and it's kind of you know explosive with him how does that look and i think because of his joints the way that he is a wooden doll it's also i don't know what the word is but it's just Whenever he moves through the scene, whenever I see him in my head kind of get in your face and he's kind of flailing his arms around, it's even more comedic to yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it has a way of, I guess, potentially feeling threatening if he wants it to, kind of ominous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not him. It's just, I think it lends itself to his personality beautifully. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Mm-hmm. And he's very uh, purposefully the tallest one to Jack's shortest one. They're the ones that have the most animosity between them. Yeah. And... Um, the hair is very similar, but yep. then you have a four and a half foot character versus a near six and a half foot character. And it's not just because Jack's youngest, Mo's the oldest. It's very specifically because they have the highest amount of tension between the two. So you're going to want to put them at visually opposite Odds. ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And um, Joey, can you talk a little bit about Cheers? Because we had already designed Mo and all that good stuff. Okay, so... Um, about a month ago, Catalina started watching Cheers, um, and she, the day after she started watching it, she asked me to come downstairs and check something out. Uh, we've never watched Cheers. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Miles, have you ever watched Cheers no, before I mean, we started a, showing it to you? I watched one episode in a film class in like my sophomore year of college because we were studying sitcoms, but I don't remember anything. So, uh, free of any influence of Cheers, um... We found out that Ted Danson very much reminds us of Mo, uh, personality, even like the huge hair and like eyebrows Lanky and like body, look, like the way he moves. And <laughs> yeah, walks and, yeah. It was very eerie when Catalina showed me. She didn't tell me what character he was in Avatar for. She just said, "Look at this and tell me what you see." And I was like, "Oh my, are you serious?" Yeah, it looks like Mo. Yeah, like and, if if Mo were to be a real person, mm-hmm, it, yeah, yeah. And the other person, at least in spirit, well, really, yeah, pretty much in spirit would be Woody. Woody Harrelson. Harrelson yeah. from season four onward in Cheers. Even kind of an appearance because of just that simple face and his sandy blonde hair. Yeah. yeah. And right. he is just Dane. Just earnest, mm-hmm. aloof. Well, it just... It is the spirit because yeah, the spirit Dane's very much a southern guy. But, yeah. I mean, he, he puts on that affectation kind of. But, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. It's like they're... 
it's like they came out of the ether. Yeah. Like, and we had, yeah, I mean, we finished, like, we, we, we wrapped everything on our end. We had already recorded with Theo and everything before we saw. Isn't that crazy? Cheers. Yeah. And it's not even like yeah. we found those different characters in different shows. They were in the same show and they interact and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> Mo and Dane. It's crazy. Yeah. And the only reason we got Dane was because of uh, an individual that we saw on a reality show. Well, you know, I. That term, I think, loosely applies reality show, whatever that means. Yeah. Can we say the name? No, no, no. But um, there was a character that had that name, and there was a line that he delivered, and I was like, oh, oh, I forgot about that Yeah, line. yeah. yeah but bye. And, uh-huh. yeah. and the night we heard that, I came upstairs and drew him. I, I think it was the same night, and Dane just came out immediately. He I knew exactly easy. what he was supposed to look like. Drew and colored Dane in like one night after we came up with him and saw him on that show. Yeah, and, and I think that's a really a testament to how easy he was and how clearly we saw him because while Jack and Maddie have remained the closest to what they initially looked like, mm-hmm. Mo we saw was kind of, you know, there were issues. There were small details because there's so little there. Every detail yeah, yeah, has to, That yes. was the most frustrating thing is that we yes. knew we had the general look right, but we didn't know the little details that we needed to tweak. But Dane was just so easy. Dane was comically easy. Dane was yes. frustratingly easy. Made me mad because, I mean, no character is less important than another one, but Dane arguably is, 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 is you know, less screen time than Jack or less dialogue than Mo, And he just materialized. It was crazy. You know, and that's, uh, if you want to see that kind of stuff happen, you should come to our live streams because it does happen oh, yeah. like that. Whenever someone comes up with a backstory or an idea for a character or a power, you know, you can say, oh, I want this character to be able to fly, but if the character doesn't have a personality, it's very hard to figure out what they look like. Mm-hmm. So backstory, personality, and what their function is builds the character. Oh, and that's something else, too, is this all kind of came about because one of our um, most recent supporters, Grant, uh, visited our live stream, and apparently he's listened to our podcast and all that good stuff, and I think maybe previously watched um, some of our uh, other live streams, but there was a point when he brought up Dane doing something on the top of the BFF, the cruise van, mm-hmm. and Mo would avoid potholes. And immediately I thought, no, Mo wouldn't avoid them. He would target them <laughs> to try and harass Dane. But those are things that we know about the characters. And mm-hmm. so it was important to me for us to kind of talk about that too. Um, yeah, we wanted to make a very clear delineation in this week's podcast between going over tips for casting about the characters and more talking about the characters because that was a great example about people wanting to help out on live streams and people giving us advice, but it's like, you know, if they're not informed enough about the characters, they would make a suggestion that maybe wouldn't be fully congruent. And Catalina and I are at the point of writing to where we're not overwhelmed by options. It's kind of more like math to where we're like, oh, no, this character wouldn't do that. He would do this. This char- there was like, There's like logic to it now, internal logic. That we have to follow. Yeah, and I think it kind of progressed in a, in a way of saying, like, no, they wouldn't do that. What is it? What would they do? And now it's turning into they would do this. Yeah, it's like knowing a friend, knowing what a yeah. friend would do in a situation. Um, whenever we first started creating the crew and we were writing the first 15 minutes, I wanted to... Uh, a point I always made, and I remembered this from whenever I lived with uh, my old roommate was like if you watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, if you watch enough seasons of it, you'll know how those characters should react Mm -hmm. in a situation. So that is the beauty of writing in this way, which I don't even know what 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 type of writing this is, but being able to know the characters so well that um, 
instantly you know how they would react or what they would do in a situation. Yeah. Yeah. You see this setup, you're like, oh, oh, I know where this is going. Mm-hmm. I, I know what this is going to happen. You know, it's just great. Um, and I would also say, too, that you aren't going to see people with powers. I think to me, that's kind of like um, almost like a shortcut. Let's, for example, Mr. Crisper. Mr. Crisper is a result <laughs> of of uh, maybe like a mutation or, you know, like an accident or something like that. But he worked around um, refrigerators. He's a refrigerator repairman. And after being around coolants and things like that for so long, at a certain point, he now perspires yeah. this. His body temperature can't regulate itself at normal temperatures. It needs extreme, well, it needs yeah. medium cold to, to be comfortable. Yeah, medium. I like so, how you put it. Like yeah. a, a nice a chill 45, yeah. but not freezing. And a nice crisp 50. Yeah, there well, we go. Well, um, let, me, let me ask you real quick. What about Cosmic Eel? What about Cosmic Eel? Well, Cosmic Eel isn't necessarily, like, is it his suit that makes the noise? Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. It's yeah. His suit. yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. One, of our, one of our fans, Cosmic Eel, who has been really active in our live streams. Hey, Cosmic Eel. Oh, hey, we're ready? Cosmi- Cosmic Eel. Cosmic Eel. Yeah, he uh, he became a hero in our universe um, just because of his audition, which is why everyone should audition. And um, yeah, no, and his like suit emits uh, a certain frequency, a certain sound, kind of like Banshee from X Men. So well, Banshee actually has a mutation, has a power, but Cosmic Eels would be more you know emitting a sound, emitting a frequency when he's walking around or when he's approaching, so you know that he's coming. That's coming. pretty good. Yeah. So even when he's walking, that'd yeah. be pretty funny. But the, you hear him coming. Yeah, you hear it. Yeah, that galactic fish. The galactic fish kid. But uh. But yeah, but the point about Mr. Crisper is that he doesn't have a power like yeah. that happened to him, and he tries to harness it to be able to fly. Right. Like, and this his sweat powered jetpack. Yes, exactly. And he can he, he has to he has to get rid of all that liquid and that he's submerged in. Otherwise, you know, he's gonna fly. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that's a benefit. Sometimes that's a hazard. Yeah, his uh, his his power is still something we're kind of tweaking and making sure we have a handle on because it's very specific and weird. But. Yeah, I mean, all heroes have a kind of a cold-themed villain like Mr. Freeze or Captain Cold. This is kind of the cruise version, you know, someone who doesn't need <laughs> sub-zero Christopher. temperatures, but just kind of crispy ones. That being said, yeah, we cast Theo after a shot in the dark shooting him a tweet, and immediately, so I, if you follow the podcast, you will know that in every single episode we've made a reference to Tim Allen. That just happened. We didn't on no wait. We did yeah, on the on, on the movie every one, didn't we? One. Yeah, we. Oh, you get, you get sure mad at me because sometimes I said Tim Allen, <laughs> just to make sure I get it yeah. in there. Get it in. And so uh, we were thinking of what I don't know. We never really think of the voices during the live stream. We just focus on the artwork. But for some reason, we were trying to think of the voice that this guy would have. And we're like, well, duh, Tim <laughs> Allen. And so yes. instantaneously, everyone that was tuning in, we didn't even tell them they. Hashtag Tim for CRISPR. Hashtag Tim for CRISPR. And they actually started tweeting him and stuff. So we will clarify it's Tim, the digit for <laughs> CRISPR. Tweet at Tim Allen. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure Tim Allen gets a lot of fan tweets, but I doubt he gets uniform tweets like this. <laughs> and we're going to post that uh, image that we have of Mr. Of Mr. CRISPR. CRISPR. Yeah, yeah both um, flying in action, so you get to see how small he is and mm-hmm. how he's being propelled. Mm-hmm. The beautiful work that Joey did. Thank you very much, no Joey. And uh, you get to see his name on the front, Mr. Crisper, just his regular little standing. Little refrigerator magnets. Yeah, his little standing pose. And he has drawers, too, like a Crisper. Yeah, he has a little Crisper drawer in yeah. there, but he doesn't really count for that when he's flying. It kind of slides out sometimes. Yeah, it slides out. Things fall out. <laughs> I'd like to see it shoot out once and fall on yeah, the crowd. Say, hey, Tim Allen, your most famous flying character, Buzz Lightyear, forget, forget about it. Forget it. All right? I want to introduce you to Mr. Crisper. He doesn't fly. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. He just falls with style. <laughs> Jeez. 
Yeah. That's right. That's what Woody says. That, I know. I know it's what Woody says, but I don't know that he's going to be any more, uh, like, uh, uh, you know, like intrigued right. by a guy that's... Tim, we considered a lot of actors for this role, and you were the last man standing. Oh. Let's come on. Sandbag. Yeah. Sandbag. But yeah, please use Grant the hashtag Tim. Grant bag. Grant bag. Yes. Yeah. Hashtag Tim for Tim Christopher. Christopher. T-I-M for C-R-I-S-P-E-R. And we will tweet out the image on our artifact page. And um, so you can be able to take it and connect it to your tweets if you yeah, want. Plas- yeah, plaster it everywhere. Like that Obey artwork and stuff yes. like that. Just put it on street signs. Like Coney. Subway stations. Tim for CRISPR. Tim for CRISPR. <laughs> no one, I didn't get any laughs for that. Coney. Coney 2012? Yes. That's it. Okay. I get in trouble for some of the stuff I say on the podcast. He says Coney 2012, and we're going <laughs> to... You got to plaster it. It's yeah. Coney. That's all everyone was talking about for like two months, and then they forgot. Wasn't Coney a dictator or something? Yeah, he was like, he's like an African warlord. (laughs) We're not going to talk, we're not going to do this. all right. I'm just saying, like, people post stuff everywhere, and I remember that campaign, I was like, oh, okay. This will come in handy when we do an animated show to make (laughs) people laugh. Shut up! (laughs) But yeah, be sure to use the hashtag TimberCrisper and tag us uh, on Instagram or on YouTube. Uh, One more small note, we are putting up a general audition page this week for people who okay so lots of people wanted to audition for maddie and maddie is already cast so she's the only female principal character and so that's put a lot of people in a corner they're like i really want to be a part of the show but i don't know how to audition because maddie's taken right so uh we're just going to be putting up a general audition page um are we providing sides no, it's just going to be a general edition page, so you'll be able to submit any sort of monologue that you want. What we want to hear are the voices that you kind of play around with naturally that may not be one of the four principal characters, and we want to give people um, an opportunity to just kind of let us hear that. And not just that, but even if your voice is just your regular speaking voice, we're going to need different voices for the mm-hmm. show. Unique voices are always awesome, but we are about to come up on the very practical reality of, oh, this room, this set needs 26, 30 voices in the background to make it sound populated and full. Yeah. So don't think that you have to have some kind of wacky one-of-a-kind one, one voice to do this. Send us your normal voice. Do, do yeah. some kind of performance piece. We want you. Go. We would so much rather include fans and viewers and people who have supported us from the start than stock sounds or compiling a bunch of different random voices. Like, we want you guys to be able to say that you have your voice in there. So, um, yeah, the general audition page was a great idea on Catalina's part. And um, it'll help for even if you're like, even if you admit to yourself that maybe you're not right for any of the roles, you don't feel comfortable auditioning for any of the four principles. You're not limited to that anymore. You can submit whatever you want. Yeah, that's what we really want to encourage is just let us hear your voice. Do Just play around. Have fun. Let us hear it because we could end up creating something out of it. Mm-hmm. A great example that you brought up was Cosmic Eel. He auditioned for an entirely different part. But we loved what he said at the very end because it was still in yep. character. It was for Dane that he auditioned for. Mm-hmm. And we're like, who is this guy? This is amazing. Yeah. And now he's going to be a character in it. Yeah. I drove through Starbucks yesterday and I sent You Catalina, told me this. Yeah. yeah. I, I sent her a picture. I wrote artifactproduction.com on a napkin because uh, the lady at the drive-thru window who gave me my uh, my drink, I, I heard her voice and I was like, all right, I'm going to write something down on a napkin and I'm just going to need you to visit this website and, and send in an audition, okay? We're doing it. That, that, that's, 
the point we're at, and that's how um, wide we're casting our net is like any unique voice we just want, any voice we want. Yeah, any and, voice. Yeah. Yeah, and then you also told me I need a business card. I said we need business cards. You I don't said write I need a business card. I've spent a year on this. Your business card, trash. Have you seen this one? <laughs> I don't want to pull out my phone to read the text. <laughs> that's not what I said. I just said I don't want to have to write this on napkins anymore. We need business cards. LOL. But you've always told me you want to make a business deal on a napkin. Did I ever? I've never. Have I ever said that? No, you haven't. Okay. <laughs> I want to make a business deal on a napkin. Brown or white? Brown. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Your writing was really great, too. Thank you. Yeah. All right, guys. So <laughs> that's it. Um, be sure. Uh, we'll have that page up by Thursday or Friday. And uh, be sure to, again, tweet. Tim for Crisper. Hashtag Tim for Crisper mm-hmm. at Tim Allen. He does have a Twitter page. Yeah, we, we checked. Uh, we checked. For sure we did. It's him on fire or something like that. Last right. man standing? Was that it? Yeah, it's not man him on, on man, fire. Man on fire. <laughs> Tim, Tim on, on fire. fire. <laughs> man down. Man down. <laughs> Last man down. First man down. <laughs> That's horrible. So yeah, be sure to um, follow us on Twitter at artifact underscore media. Follow us on Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and our SoundCloud, Artifact Production. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. And hey, subscribe on YouTube, dude. Yes, yes, Subscribe. Come check out those live streams. I don't want to date this podcast. We're at 70-something on YouTube, subscriber-wise. I would love to hit. 100 would be a cool benchmark to hit. And I think that our audience is growing enough to where... I feel like people watch us who just haven't hit that little red button yet. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that or would Or they really... haven't created a account or logged yeah, in absolutely. or whatever. And it would really help. We would love, and it helps you, you guys to have a more organized catalog of our content too. So subscribe yeah. on YouTube yeah. and you'll get notifications of when we do stuff. And then iTunes too was going to help. SoundCloud still. Can yes. I get 500 likes for this video? I want you Goal. to smash that like button. <laughs> like and subscribe, comment. <laughs> Share it. Tweet it, it. post it. At 25,000, we're doing another giveaway. Giveaway. (laughs) At 25,000. Hey, we're at 24,000 views for our... uh, Not (laughs) 24,000. Whoa! No, 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 I'm sorry. (laughs) Guys, it is early. You don't understand. We're at 24-hundo. Yeah, 24 plus a little bit. And do you remember whenever I was texting, I was like, we're at uh, 400 and something. We're at 700 and something. And then it was a seventy-nine. I'm like, we're almost at 100. I know! Yeah, and whenever awesome. we first hit a thousand, it has been so wonderful. Thank you to everyone that has supported us. Mm-hmm. We greatly appreciate it. Grant, Cosmic Eel, Tala, Nova, uh, Nova, Sarah. Sarah, Sarah, Alex, too. Oh, yeah, Alex, too. Did we say Grant? Uh, Lil Husker. Yeah. Grant, yeah, Grant I think we said first, Grant. Too. Bro. Sorry, I got Grant bagged. Oh, can I say one thing? Once yeah. we're going to wrap well, up. Yeah, go yeah. for it. It's about Tim Allen. It's in case he's listening. So. Miles just fixed his shirt a little bit like yeah. Tim was going to see him. Yeah, he so stood I know up that, Tim, if you're listening, I know that your most praised films include the Toy Story films. Took his hat off. The first Santa Claus. <laughs> I love the second one, personally. Um, Christmas with the Cranks is a film that I don't feel gets enough love. And you, there is a joke in there that I'm not sure if you ad-libbed or not, but you're going down an ele- uh, escalator in a mall with Jamie Lee Curtis, and you're, you're about to walk into a, like a travel agency or a clothing store or something, and you say, you say, you know, why does the Irish pub serve fish tacos? You know, I don't like that. And I'm not feeling too good. And I don't think I'm going to do that again. And I laughed so hard. I laughed so hard, Tim, that, I mean, I don't know if that was an improv or it sounded like it was. I Just bravo on that delivery. I don't like that. 
he was like, I don't like that. And I don't think I'm going to do that again. And I was just like, Tim, that's pure Alan. So um, we wouldn't really want Tim for CRISPR, and we would love to have you. A love letter to Tim. Signed, yeah. sincerely. AMG. AMG. Miles. Well, that's it for this week. We'll see you next time. <laughs> that was my sonnet for Tim. Yeah, that was. <laughs> right. I've got a couplet for you written here. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.